Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've discovered from my challenges with ADHD and chemo brain. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now certified productive environment specialist and ADHD productivity coach with well over 20 years of experience in business, office design, and productivity. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, wife, mom of a teen and a cat, and a lifelong geek. I'm old enough now to be proud of it. I've learned that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget our appointments, we can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and fits who we are with our unique brains. I believe that to be truly productive, we need to learn how to be intentionally unproductive. A strange twist for a productivity coach. But hey, I love to ski, sail, and surf. Listen in and learn how to streamline your space and systems so you can be more focused, organized, and have more time to be intentionally unproductive. Hey everyone, Catherine Avery of ProductivityByDesign.com and your host of the Uncluttered Office podcast. And today is part three of our four-part series on habits. It's that time of the year where people are setting onerous New Year's resolutions. And we've started by talking first about the coaching method for building habits and about choosing an intention or word of the year instead of those crazy New Year's resolutions. So today we're going to talk about how we create habits that work for our ADHD brains. And doing a little research and trying not to go down the research rabbit hole like we're notorious for doing, I've decided that there are probably as many books on creating new habits as there are habits to create. So here are the ones that I found just on the first page of Amazon. Atomic Habits, Tiny Habits, Badass Habits, Million Dollar Habits, The Power of Habit, And of course, you can go all the way back to sort of the original, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. One page, Amazon. I did scroll further, but I decided not to regale you with all the list. So need I say more? Obviously, habits are something we all really struggle to work with, whether or not we have executive function challenges like ADHD. And then there are habits, trackers, and apps galore analog planners, digital planners, and calendars, oh my, throw in the New Year's resolution in January is the month of bright, shiny new habits, right? It's also Get Organized Month, another freaking habit. In fact, in our family, we're doing a major garage reorganization later this month, but I digress. What happens when we get to February? February is the month where habits go to die. (laughs) Why? Because creating new habits is hard. And even harder when we have ADHD brains. Habits are not just about willpower. There's a book on willpower. That's just a bunch of BS. Willpower will eventually run out. Also, it takes 21 days to build a new habit. Another myth I call BS on that too. It's more like two to eight months to truly build a new habit. And forget about fellow follow through. Hello, have we met? ADHD and brain and follow through. Recipe for failure. So how do we start a new habit? Since everyone and their brother, hi, Reed, I'm actually recording this on my brother's birthday, is going to the gym this month, let's use that as our example. 
focusing on the scale and what number of pounds you want to lose can feel like one of those big, scary New Year's resolutions I hate. This year, I'm going to lose 20 pounds, we say determinedly, first of the year. Ugh, how am I going to get there? I know the answer, and it was a rhetorical question. One of the small habits I can make to get to, say, trying to lose some weight is to decide to work out more. And here's how you do that. So a small habit shift, mindset shift, is not to think about the actual working out process. It's about getting to the gym. So if you throw your gym bag in the car or lay your clothes out in your bathroom where they're in your face first thing in the morning, keywords in your face, you're more likely to get to the damn gym. Let's say today you can't make it to the gym. Then the goal is to take a short walk. Maybe you park on the far side of the parking lot, either at work or maybe when you're going grocery shopping and you walk all the way back to Target or the office. Habits require repetition. What they don't require, and this is super important, is perfection. And some of us ADHDers get easily stuck in perfection procrastination. So it doesn't have to be the perfect workout. Today, you just want to move a muscle in some small way. Maybe it's just a yoga class if you're feeling kind of wiped out. Habits are built in teeny tiny baby steps each day. I walk with a neighbor and her dog nearly daily. I am far more extrinsically motivated than intrinsic. What does that mean? Extrinsically motivated means that outside factors are more likely to affect me than inside factors. So inside factors would be things like, I've just decided I'm going to use my willpower to do this. And I'm all pumped up and excited because I've used some internal force of nature. (laughs) Unfortunately, that doesn't work so great for me. I'm more external. So what does that mean? It means having an accountability buddy, a workout buddy, means I actually get that workout done. Some days we walk a mile, some days nearly two, and on days we can't walk together, we still walk separately. Why? Because we've been talking about walking, and walking has become part of my daily routine in my life. And it's a bonus if I get to actually walk with my friend as well, and her really fun dog, who is a great Dane. And uh, she calls it hitching up the horse when she's getting ready to go out. So we have our whole little code words and fun things that help us make working out feel like fun, not just a drudgery habit we have to do. So let's talk about a work habit. Let's say you want to get more clients. And I'm taking this habit based off of a class I took with Liz Detterer, and she will be speaking to all of you here on the podcast. We've actually pre-recorded it the first week of February. So you're going to want to stay tuned for more details on this because it's amazing. So you you know that in order to get more sales conversations, you need to have more conversations, period. You need to be talking to more people. You need to be networking. You need to be meeting with people who are in your like inner circle, people who are going to refer you, i.e. referral partners. And from those different conversations and networking opportunities, sales conversations are inevitably going to come. So how do you get there? Well, option one, you attend more networking meetings. Another is to connect with more people on LinkedIn. Now, some people will use other social media networks. I don't. I have three ways I find my clients, LinkedIn, networking meetings, and speaking events. So I do, when I'm specifically looking for more conversations, I do more networking meetings, speaking, and being more active on LinkedIn. 
make sure to attend one or two networking meetings each week. I try to schedule to be a speaker for groups twice a month, or if not groups, a podcast. And I commit to spending 15 minutes on LinkedIn first thing in the morning, at least four days a week. The other thing you can do that's a really helpful tool is to visualize. So I can visualize how I'll feel when I land that wonderful new client. I can feel that all the way down to my toes. I remind myself that it's not a huge time commitment to do LinkedIn for 15 minutes a day. Now, when I'm talking about going on social media for 15 minutes, I'm talking about truly connecting with people. I will do something like look for people in my feed who are second connections, not first, second connections. And I start with them and I try to comment on three or four second connection posts with an intelligent, not just like congrats on your move. Then I go and I look at some of my close people in my network, my first referrals, and I reach out to them. What happens when I talk to these second connections, so when I post on LinkedIn on these second connections, I'm going to say seven times out of 10, that person not only replies, they then send me a connection. After I get that connection, I then write them back. Thanks so much for connecting. I really enjoyed what you said about XYZ. Would you like to have a virtual coffee and get to know each other better? Now, that's, say, seven out of 10, right? Three or four out of the original 10, so three or four out of the seven, will now come back and say, yeah, let's have a virtual coffee. One or two won't respond at all, and one or two will send me some sales thing that I'm really not enthusiastic about. But it still works. It brings more people into my network. And the fact is, I love getting to know people. I love having new people in my network. I love having new clients. And the rewards are tremendous. So as you're visualizing that, you're thinking about what are the rewards, right? New clients, more income, more fun. Last example. With each of my clients, we set three 90-day goals. And here's one of my clients, very specific 90-day goal example. Hiring an assistant, setting up a new project management system, and exercising three days a week. Each of those goals has new habits attached. Hiring an assistant means looking at how we do things at this company right now. What are our habits? What could be better? Setting up a project management system means having the right thing in place for that future assistant and then maintaining it. And we'll be talking about maintaining habits in the next episode. Exercise, well, we've covered that above. But let me add that not only did she join a gym and start attending some really fun rock wall climbing classes, but she and her family now spend a few evenings each week running around the track. So she's added some accountability to the equation. But more than that, she's now taking a habit, a thing she sort of dreaded having to do, this idea of getting out there and exercising, and paired it with having fun with her family, getting outdoors, getting fresh air. And if you can do this, if you can pair your habits to things that are really worthwhile and light you up and you really want to do, that'll be much better. So on the next episode in two days, You'll be hearing about how we keep our habits going, not just through January, but into February. Remember, February is the month where habits go to die. Let's make sure that we resuscitate yours and keep them going. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. If you like what you've heard, Please share this episode with someone you think needs it. 
I would love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews make my heart sing and can help even more people find the gifts in their productivity challenges. Thanks for listening and see you next week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.